We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 8 Gilcast. This is the NFL Daily Fantasy Recap Show from the week that was here on rotogrinders.com. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I'm here with uh, my boys Sammy Reed and Nate Noling, who can be found at Sammy Reed FI and at Nate Noling. Uh, one of us is a really grumpy camper, and two of us are feeling pretty good here on uh, on this Sunday night, though. For a majority of the day, I was uh, I was more grumpy than I needed to be. Um, Nate, how are you doing, man? People are worried. Listeners of the show are worried about you. They they want you to have a winning week. Yeah, it wasn't this week. Uh, I played uh, I played Martavis Bryant in cash. So, have we confirmed his snap count? I can't find his snap count, but I'll tell you what. I was watching the game. And I don't know if he saw a snap. Like, can we confirm LaFell, that he was active? LaFell getting the work that LaFell got was like <laughs> so <laughs> tilting. Every play, I'm just looking. Where's number 12? Where's number 12? Where's number 12? Where's number 12? I don't Nate, know. If Nate, he did got, you think you were live going into the afternoon games and you're like, dude, I just need some Martavis and like it's going to happen? No, I pretty much knew I was dead after the morning games because of the con- – I didn't realize Connor was going to be 60%. What was he in cash games? 60% owned? I had no idea yeah, Connor was going to be that high. Um, I misread the Connor situation. Not be- I mean, 
I knew Connor was a, a fine play, but I did not expect him to be 60% on at cash. Davis, did you? That caught me way off guard. Um, I kind of thought it would be more evenly split between him and Mixon, but I was not surprised to see him very popular. What, what actually surprised me about ownership percentages was, was people were actually good and uh, did not play Jalen Richard and did not play Isaiah Crowell. Like that normally, normally people at like uh, at the, the three, five, 10, $25 level, they, they'll play those bad plays like, like Crowell and like Richard. I mean, I thought it was going to be Gurley, the highest owned running back, Hunt, Connor, kind of close, and then carry on Philip, Phil Lindsay, and then Jalen Rashard right there. But it was, it was quite different. Than no, I people are people are biased against Hunt because um, the he early was, season, yeah, yeah he was like just that. bad, and he he was bad in like a couple. But people don't realize that he's been a passing guy recently. Like he's actually getting passing work. Yeah, he was and, a very good play. Yeah. So, Sammy, you're not grumpy, man. You're feeling good. No, no, I'm not grumpy at all. I played James Conner. Like, I, I just knew, like, after the morning games, it was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just crushing. But that was the big thing. I mean, we've been talking about this all week, the Gurley situation, right? What do you do with Gurley? I ended up not playing Gurley. And obviously, Gurley had a great game because that's what Gurley does. But I really felt like the – best lineup construction where you got the strongest plays throughout your lineup, which is, you know, what you want in cash, that like high floor, I actually thought was, was not the girly build. So, and, and I just considered Connor a lock. So, you know, it, it was, it was if pretty I could, easy. I, if I could do that. it all. If I could do it all over again, the only thing I would for sure do differently is I would not play. I will never play AJ green again for this much money. Never again. I mean, so that, that first, First half was just such extreme tilt because Cream Hunt wasn't getting anything and AJ Green was just getting schooled by Boyd. I mean, Tyler and Boyd is better than him. I just need to be, I need this to go on the record. <laughs> the Hunt thing was tilt because Hunt finds the end zone all the time and literally just could not get in. Like in the first, I mean, there was like four times in a row where he just got shut out and it was just like, what is happening? Yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, we need to start. We need to start going through. Uh, going through lineups. Uh, Sammy, what was your score? Uh, one fifty one point one four. One fifty two point five. So I am. I'm the, I'm the goat for the week, Nate. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you got there. This is crazy. One eighteen. <laughs> one eighteen. Nate Noling, bringing up the caboose. Oh, dude, it was brutal. I finished like you know out of the eleven man like double ups and stuff like literally. DFL. So, I mean, this was this was this was my last week, Nate. It, like, dude, it happens sometimes, you know. Yeah. Oh, Sammy, was, your team last week was so bad. It was the the worst <laughs> team that like I've ever put together in my life. It was so sick. <laughs> but I'm sitting down, like, trying to figure out where I went wrong this week. Yeah, guess, but you're being stubborn about it. I'm trying to tell you where you went wrong, and you're being stubborn about it. You're saying Golden Tate was bad because of the other plays, but you're not telling me what other okay, plays Okay, well, were you know what? We're going to get there. We're going to go play-by-play, play and I'll be able to tell you. Quarterback, I went Goff. Sammy. I went Jameis. Sammy. I, w- I went Aaron Rodgers. Did, did Jameis outscore Aaron Rodgers? Yes. No. no, I think Rodgers got 14. Jameis had 12. 12, yeah. No, no Rodgers had 15.9. If Jameis would have played the whole game, like yeah, smash. he kept chucking, he would have smashed. The fact that he sat halfway through the – Third, oh my gosh, that was tilt. Yeah, watching him get benched like you can't, you Fitz, can't account for that. And then Fitz coming in and throwing like three touchdowns in ten seconds was like, ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just, you can't you can't account for that at all. The, I thought part James- of the reason I played Jameis isn't because Jameis is good. Jameis is not good. It's just the the volume that he has like puts him squarely in play. Obviously, Goff's a better quarterback at the exact same price, but the volume he has where Goff can totally get a game where he has 28 passing attempts and uh, you know, the Rams just have a super efficient game here. So I thought Jameis had a high floor just because of the fact that I knew he was going to be chucking and like he would get the touchdowns. I mean, he's, he's very, he's very good. Like for fantasy Jameis. Well, no, he's not good. It's the Tampa Bay offense. The situation. Yeah. Jameis, Jameis was very good. Until but no more. Dude, he, he got his job yoinked. Like he's not coming back. It's over. So, Sammy, I think Jameis you... is just like a bad Deshaun Watson. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get into the QB scouting takes so much these days. Once I was right about Andrew Luck being a bust, I could kind of just walk off on that one. <laughs> uh, Sammy, why did yeah. you go? Why did you go Rogers over Goff? You know, I just had this feeling with Rodgers and obviously misread the game script, but I wanted one of these two quarterbacks. I didn't, I didn't even like really consider anywhere else for quarterback except Mahomes, um, which honestly was, was the play. You know, we're all fish. But, I mean, I just thought that Rodgers like was going to have to uh, – I thought he was a lock for the bonus. I thought the Rams, it was going to be a high-scoring game, and in the fourth quarter, Rodgers was just going to have to throw and throw and throw and throw, and he was going to get to 400 yards again. And he would have got there, too, if Ty Montgomery wasn't such a freaking idiot. Oh, yeah. that's so tilting what happened at the end of that game. So bad. But I mean, yeah, the big, I, the big you know. tilt is that Gurley didn't just go ahead and rush that last touchdown in and just – I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's smart, but at the same time, he scores a touchdown. They're up nine with, like, eight seconds to go. Like, it's fine. Like, it's two scores. You're fine. Score the touchdown. It, it was smart, but it was also a little misguided, you know. Just get in there, bro. Yeah. <sighs> What can you do? Yeah, was, what can you do? Bad. I played. I played golf. Um, probably Goff, if I would. Golf was the sharpest play. I if am I would, I would. I would say though, if I had the extra two hundred in my lineup, I would have played Rogers, but I did not. I I could not have got there, so I had. How do? You, why did you go golf over Winston? Like I thought you were the Winston fan. Um, because. Because golf, golf has a zero percent chance of getting benched. Well, and <laughs> golf a, is. Sammy is right. Goff is the sharp play. If you went, and, if you go look at, if you go look at the thousand dollar guarantee double up on DraftKings, I bet Goff's ownership percentage is very much higher there than it is on the twenty five dollar double up. Yeah, he was on a team with like a thirty three point implied total. Oh, oh I like know. Bad defense at home for six grand. Like that. Yeah, was, I've, that was I've played Goff in cash. Like I think three weeks this year. I love Goff. He's in. He's in the most efficient offense in the league. He always has the highest team total i mean it's he's always in a smash spot it's just that the the fact is Gurley has such a high touchdown share and if you don't get touchdowns like as a qb and also i guess this is i I basically just stacked that tampa bay atlanta game as my gbp exposure like a bunch of different ways so i didn't so i didn't feel the need to like oh i have to get Jameis in or mm-hmm. Dalton in as my cash game quarterback because if that game goes nuts, I'll like I have all these outs to be profitable from it. And I thought I just thought Goff was like the safest. So yeah, running running backs, um, all Sammy had the most interesting roster construction, so I'll let him go first. Uh, okay, so I I think so I loved Connor and Hunt, and for me Connor was the first guy I put into all of my lineups like regardless of lineup construction, I was just like Connor's a lock because for me, it's like 
imagine if Le'Veon Bell was 7,500 bucks at home against the Cleveland Browns. Like, he would be 100% owned in cash. 100% owned. But James Conner's name is not Le'Veon Bell. And so somehow he's only 56% owned. I, I just, I didn't get it at all. And so for me, he was just a lock. So I went those two guys. Um, and then I went Philip Lindsay. And that was a big, big uh, question I had going into the games is like that, that price range. Was it Lindsay, Carrion Johnson, or Marlon Mack? And I really wrestled with this. I was asking you guys. I'm like, dude, what are the optos saying? Like, I ended up going with Philip Lindsay. He did great. He did fine. He scored 20. He wasn't Marlon Mack, but he was good enough. So, um, and, and Apparently Kareem Hunt, no one's Marlon Mack except for Todd Gurley these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, like, for me, like, the way I constructed my lineup, I wanted Casey exposure. Like, if you look at my overall lineup, I had a Green Bay guy in Rodgers. I had a Pittsburgh guy in Connor. I had a Ram in Woods. I had a KC Chief in Kareem Hunt. And I had a Cincinnati Bengal and AJ Green. I really constructed my lineup so that I had exposure to like kind of spread out over like all these teams that should smash. I didn't like concentrate on one. And I thought I I really liked that just as a theoretical move. Getting in James Conner over AJ Green, just, just, just the ultimate sharpest. And, and I feel, I feel bad. No, I I had it. I had AJ Green though. Like, well, my my two v two was AJ Green, Carry On Johnson versus oh, James Conner, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> Davis, I'm sorry. And I think maybe there was like a tight end in there or something too. But what, when I woke up Sunday morning, Watkins Connor was in my cash team. <laughs> so so I won today and and everything was fine. But like we're talking like you know good day. Good day could have been, you know, one of the better days of my young life. Yeah, and you wouldn't have had to stress all day and like suck out at the end. You could have just immediately been like, "Well, I'm making money. Just how much?" I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually making money until Gurley hit the hundred yard bonus. Like it was like he had already scored. Goff had already thrown two touchdowns. I think maybe even three at that point. What was was, Gurley owned? He was. Oh my god. He was was only thirty five percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty-one point five in this in this massive twenty-five dollars single. Yeah, I did not expect the girly to be half the ownership of of Connor. Well, when wow. when people flipped over all of that Kareem Hunt and all of that James Connor, I kind of knew he was going to be yeah. lower owned. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. I know that uh, Robert Woods worked out at forty-two percent, but uh, I should have swapped to Cooks given where given where my lineup was when. Things so so when the afternoon game started, I had carry on with fifteen, Lindsay with twenty, AJ Green with eighteen, Anthony Miller with thirteen, and the Steelers defense with seven. I, I should have swapped. It was it was not intelligent to keep Woods in if I thought he was going to be that owned. Did you swap, Nate? No, I should have. I mean, I was sitting there looking at a Devonte swap from Woods, and then I was going down at my flex to. I was going to go like two wide receivers uh, instead of Gurley and. Um, but I was so dead, it didn't matter. I mean, I knew I was dead. So I went, uh, my three running backs were. <laughs> you just shut it down. You didn't even try to swap. No, I mean, it was. <laughs> just kidding. Dude, I, I literally <laughs> just, <laughs> just took a nap. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to let my data scrape. I'm going to shut it down for a couple hours. <laughs> when your cash QB gets benched. Hey, Sammy's been there. Sammy's yeah, QB, dude, I was, QB got benched for Cody Kessler. 
Yeah, last week, bro. I was, you know, I was in your spot. I swapped. I swapped tickets. If DraftKings had a surrender button where I could get back like 10% of my entry, <laughs> I would have spammed that Just button. the button. Like, come on. I went Hunt, uh, Hunt Gurley, and uh, Carry On. Yeah, I went Hunt, Gurley, and Carry On. So. so this this part of your lineup was was pretty good, pretty defensible. I don't have really, I don't yeah, have I mean, with any of that. Hunt for me was the same way that Sammy felt about Connor. I felt about Hunt. I thought Hunt was the play. I mean, I, he was a eight and a half point favorite at home with a thirty plus point implied team total, and I thought Kansas City was just going to smoke Denver here. I just thought Hunt was like. Just in such a great didn't have, spot. Didn't have Denver plus 10 on your card, mate? No. Um, I had, yeah. So, I mean, I think the line closed at like eight and a half. And so when you get a, a running back with his workload at home, like eight and a half team, to, I mean, eight and a half, uh, I don't know. I thought Hunt was the smash spot. Uh, Gurley was a lock. And then the question was, I mean, Gurley, I was a little bit iffy on just this morning. As I, I was, was iffy. I was iffy. I, mean, I had I, a mix in like, Connor lineup too. Gurley's percentage like when you look at Gurley's like touchdown dependence score, if you look at like his projected touchdowns compared to like what his actual output of DraftKings points is, and you go, if he doesn't hit a touchdown, like it is impossible for him to reach a value. It is I mean, he got he got he got thirty today with without counting touchdown points. So it's like and one of those. Just, he's, he's like two grand plus more than Connor and Hunt. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I was a little bit scared of Gurley today. I mean, those guys have to score twice to match Gurley, basically. Is what it like Mixon, Connor, Hunt, those guys, they have to score two times. They have to score two touchdowns to match Gurley. Um, but then the question was the, the question I was struggling with all day was the carry on versus Philip Lindsay. Uh, I went carry on simply because he had, from my numbers, a higher projection of um, target share and a higher rushing attempt share, and he was in a better offense at home in a dome like he had what i think detroit's team total was like six points higher than denver's i already talked about how i thought denver was going to get smashed on the road and, and arrow had not a favorable spot for a running back who doesn't get the majority of the workload in the passing game and i thought if denver got down that i thought Devonte booker could have just like taken all of the Lindsay workload and so i don't know i thought carry on was just a much safer play at the same price as, as philip Lindsay. did not expect Lindsay to be four times five times his ownership and Bro, you gotta read the room a little bit, man. Tell me why. Yeah, I mean, Nate, what do you what do you do throughout the week to like figure out? Yeah, like what are you? I look at multiple different ownership projections, and literally, but those, like, that's not that's not cash ownership stuff at all. Every like like uh, not even a shout out our competitors or whatever, but like here at RG, the the projections that we have in lineup HQ are based off of like the Sunday Million and the Millionaire Maker and the stuff that Levitan does on Fantasy Labs. But they're very similar to cash game they're not no they're not you're never going to see someone ownership projected for 70 percent. but you get no the actual numbers are not but if you look at like the rankings of it if you look at who the okay so Gurley was Gurley was projected as the number one um owned running back then it was connor then it was hunt then it was johnson and Lindsay. uh it it had carry on johnson philip Lindsay, and jalen richard all at 15 percent i mean Um, so to think that one of those was going to be six times the ownership. That's not, it's not, obviously that's not a perfect science. And what you, I mean, like you just got to kind of listen to some pods and like read your Twitter feed and you'll see people yeah, love, <laughs> love Philip Lindsay, man. Okay. People so you have, love him. You have a tune into the small cast, buddy. 
You have a Detroit team at home in a dome as three and a half points favorites versus with a 26 point, 26 and a half point team total versus a Denver team on the road in Arrowhead with a 21 point team total. I mean, don't, and aren't you the one who says that we're, we're always way too confident that we can uh, predict what the context does and to just take the volume? Yes, and even the volume led toward carry-on. I mean, hey, I played both of them, but I yeah. think Lindsey was a better play to me. All right, let's, let's deconstruct it. None of us played Marlon Mack, and he smashed. It, not being results-oriented, do you think that we kind of misread things here, and, and it should have been Mack? No, because, well, I, I misread the game. That was the, only, that was the only pick I got wrong today. I had Oakland plus three. Um, so Which I just, did, I don't, I don't think it was like, I don't think that was square. Looks, it looked like it was going to be, it looked like it was going to be okay until like the last six minutes of the game. But basically I just thought yeah. that I thought it was going to kind of be an ugly game, maybe like 21 to 18, something like I didn't, I didn't predict. Although I guess that's bad in the sense that Oakland is averaging like one sack and like four pressures per game. And that's like the thing that the Colts have been so bad at is, is keeping luck upright. But uh, I'm also not, like, not not this year though, not this year. Yeah, and like, I mean the, the last three games he hasn't been sacked once, which is pretty incredible. And they got that they got that uh, lineman. What's his name? That guard who's just like a complete mauler. That guy's a boss. What's his name? I mean, you're not you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't I think I, ask, I should ask Robert Mays. I nowhere near expected Indiana to run the ball the percentage of times. Of the, I mean, what did they run the ball? Thirty eight times here, thirty seven times. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, is Naheem project that Naheem Hines is he's not going away, like he's yeah. still he's still getting about thirty percent of the work, which like whatever you know I'm not saying I like probably I had Mac in tournaments, but I I thought he was clearly third for cash games behind Carry On and Lindsay at that price range. Okay, so one sec, if you're gonna say that Hines is the reason to not play Mac, isn't Booker the exact same situation in Denver? Mm, I think Booker's bad, and I think Hines is good. So I think there's a chance of like literally in-game hot hand keeping Mac on the sideline. Whereas I think it's pretty unlikely that Booker is just like ripping off 14-yard gains and keeping Lindsey on the bench. Booker's basically in there to give whoever else is in there a breather, and he's a very good pass blocker. So that's why they like him in the two-minute drill. Yeah, but if, but if they really liked Booker, they would not have. Um, drafted a running back and then played an undrafted free agent over him. Like, I don't think they like Booker. I just think if you have Booker with like a ten percent target share, it's hard to give. It's hard to give Philip Lindsay a. a yeah, Lindsay's also, like one hundred and eighty pounds. Like they are not going to give him like right workload. And carry on, carry on. Literally has like I don't know an opportunity to be like a the thing. The thing I, I guess I would say is like Lindsay was like I I was very certain he would get goal line work and yeah. I'm. Very. That's the, that's the one thing that you can say about Lindsey versus, um, versus uh, Carry On is that he has a higher touchdown equity. But when your team has a, such a low team total, I don't know if touchdown equity is the reason you would be playing a guy like that. Did you guys just get that Zoom note about like us getting an upgraded meeting time? I, something David where, Kitchen. David some, Kitchen did something. <laughs> Something, something here at RG Corporate just went amiss. Either they removed the permissions from my account or Sammy's logged into the wrong account or something like that. I'm going to guess it's Sammy. Anytime there's a Zoom issue, I blame Sammy. Or maybe, Whatever. or maybe, or maybe Kitchen finally was just like, we're yanking it. We're yanking it. He doesn't have it anymore. So that's a possibility. 
But yeah. uh, back to uh, back to carry on. I mean, I thought he was a really good play. I was I was really disappointed with the Lions' effort, though. And this is why Nate, why I criticize your Tate play, is they just play so g dang slow that just sometimes you get in these scenarios where they're like at halftime they were on pace to run like forty seven plays or something. Like it's it's a very situational thing with them where it's like. Stafford just comes out and he's running every play down to the double zeros and he's just like chucking it to Kenny Galladay's feet and they just look so listless and lifeless, you know? It was such a slow game. I wanted no piece of this game, like yeah. on either side. No way. Nate's like Nate's like looking into like so he's got some football outsiders pay, like he's about to be like, no, actually they run this many plays. They're actually a fast no. offense. No, they're they're actually not. I, I looked up all the pacing stuff for this for this game during the week and it's they're they're both in the bottom half and mostly in the bottom twenty in like all pace metrics. Carrion Carrion got way more targets than I expected though, so I, I fully admit that I ran hot getting fifteen from him when they lost this game by two touchdowns. Yeah, that was actually the the best outcome is like as a as a home favorite like well, the for point, them to go down and to pass to him. At the point in which they were on pace to run 48 plays, I was like, "No, I don't want them to come back right away. I just I need dump offs. Like that's all I want is dump offs." Yeah. Getting six dump offs is as good as getting a 2-yard touchdown from your like mid-tier RB basically. So so Davis, you went you went Gurley and Lindsay and Carrion? Yeah. So you did didn't play Hunt or Connor or Connor. I didn't. I so Davis, Connor, you lucked out, dude, bro. You're, you're you a lucked fish. Out. What is this? <laughs> you lucked out. You, I just scored one more point than I scored. <laughs> uh, well, Goff had a very good game. Is is how, I think you lucked out, dude. I think. Well, yeah, not playing Aaron, Connor was not playing Connor was bad. Connor or Hunt. Hmm. Not the same tier play for me, but I get it. Connor Connor splits no work with nobody. He just get yeah, he just gets like, all of it. Spencer Ware comes in for for Hunt on like on like their you know no huddle stuff or they'll like, shuffle or their shovel pass to Tyreek Hill or to Sammy Watkins or to Marcus Kemp. Like it just doesn't matter. Okay, Mixon. Mixon also would you very put good. Connor and Mixon? Would you put Connor and Mixon on the same? No. I just think I think Connor is like, and this is this is going to belie how unintelligent I am for playing AJ Green instead of Connor. <laughs> but I think Connor is like the second best running back in fantasy right now. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know if there's really that much debate about it. Yeah, my lineup is not very good. It really was <laughs> the, the only reason I made money was Goff and Gurley. Really. Yeah, I mean that. Would, but I mean, having so that's the thing is like. Sometimes in it, we talk about these correlations, like especially in tournaments, an underused stack is quarterback and running back. But I also like it for cash when you really believe in that team. Like it's a team that's just super smashable, like the Rams or like KC, because no, pretty much no matter who scores a touchdown on that team, you're getting it. And if that team's going to score like four touchdowns plus, dude, you're like guaranteeing yourself all of them. I actually think it's a sharp move in cash as long as the team is in a great spot. And the Rams yeah, are nothing, pretty much always in a great spot. Yeah, there's nothing more tilt-inducing than in cash when you have Gurley and Woods and then freaking Josh Reynolds gets the team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh Reynolds. I was a week early, man. I was like, week early Josh Davis. Reynolds tout. God, we should have gone back to it in GPP. Like, that was, was my pretty, one. It was actually dumb because I had 
I had Trenton Cannon lineups, so I like had lineups where I needed like a like a three point five k guy too. Yeah. Oh God, we're such fish. Like that would have been a goat swole cast call too. Like we're like, let's go back to Jermaine Curse. It's like, no, let's go back to Josh Mother Reynolds. Should have happened. Should have should have started Josh Reynolds in my seasonal leagues, mate, instead of like the <laughs> corpses like Geronimo Allison and Demarius Thomas. I dropped him in my seasonals. I'm pissed. My my wide receiver playing in seasonal, by the way, just just total nightmare. Like I should be having a good year with how many running backs I've had that have hit, but my wide receiver plan was so bad. I'm just I'm just dead. Like ugh, it's really seasonal depressing. was the only thing I won this week. Well, congratulations. Well, I'm relying on seasonal small victory. We're, we're, no, no, that's. I mean, it's a good. It's a good hedge. I love being able to like. If I'm having a losing DFS day, if I can, if I can get like a good seasonal sweat, I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, I have a stud receiver team on one of my seasonal teams with Juju Evans and uh, and Devonte, so it, it's hard to lose in that league. Well, I mean, you you know that it was a bad day for Nate when he starts talking about his seasonal teams willingly. <laughs> pretty pretty bad day. Pretty bad. Yeah, I, like, I, I needed something. I needed <laughs> Let me talk about this MFL 10 I, I'm in right now. <laughs> I needed something. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk about wide receiver. Did all three of us have A.J. Green? I did. No, you, yeah. you did not, Nate? No, I so, went Woods. Um, I went – what did I do? I went Woods, Martavis, and Tate. So – Oh, Jesus. So Martavis <laughs> won. <is> a fire. <laughs> yeah, Martavis was still – Okay, oh. how owned was Martavis in the $25 single entry? I don't know. Let you me, let me scroll at, down to some of the teams that didn't score very many points. If you scroll down to the bottom, Sammy, I think I'm actually like the last. You one. can only scroll to 3,000. Yeah, yeah, I can't go down that far to any Martavis teams. Nate, what, what was what was the owned? Nate, we need to know. I don't. I wasn't looking at double ups. Um, ownership percentages. I think he was like. You need you need to find this. Thirty. Us. He was thirty percent in the hundred dollar single entry. So this. Was, oh my god! That was why I made money because I had Anthony Miller instead of Martavis Bryant. Anthony Miller had had thirteen point seven. So so this Martavis. was a great part of my day, Davis. This was probably the best part of my day. So let me let me talk about it. We're texting at like you know whatever seven in the morning Pacific time as we usually do on Sunday mornings, and you're like. Anthony Miller, bro, he might be the play, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you're like, he's way safer than Martavis. It's like free square. And I'm like, uh, and I like switched to him because you kind of talked me into it. And then he was like shut out basically in the first half, except for a seven yard run. And I wanted to murder you. I was like, God, I can't believe I listened to Davis Maddock. I'm such a fish. Like I'm gonna have to talk about this on the soul cast. I'm so mad. And then he sucked out with that touchdown and then Martavis had nothing, and it was just like all this. I mean, not only did Martavis you, have nothing, like, we're like Davis. we at this point. At this point, we are unclear if Martavis Bryant played. Yeah, 
yeah. Guys, I, 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 I honestly don't – like, I didn't even see shots of him on the sideline. I didn't see – I literally don't understand. What if he, like – what if he, like uh, – what if it comes out, like, three days from now? Like, he was all set and ready to go. And, and like, Gruden just, like, was like – No, yeah. no. What if he, like, like got, like, a, uh, like a very low-key weed suspension on, like, Saturday night or something and it, like, wasn't reported on? And I played him in cash yeah. games on DraftKings.com that same or like, day. Or, like, the NFL, like, handed down, like, a shadow suspension from, like, whatever. Like, I know he's got something pending right now and that's why they cut him and re-signed him. Well, I mean, even if oh, I had the extra stone, yeah. Even if I had an extra fourteen points, I still was at like one thirty-three. I still would have been DFL and mostly. If you had those, I mean, if, if you had those Miller. thirteen points from Miller and Gurley had scored that last touchdown, you would, yeah, would've would've, would you would have made money today. You're or if my QB wouldn't have been benched halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, all of those things would have been better for your lineup. I mean, should we talk about this Martavis Bryant thing, or was it just like extreme run bad? I do. I don't know. I maybe it was like the it's hard for level. me to judge. Like maybe it was the comfort level. Maybe we just never play a receiver under four K. Like I did it last week with Curse, and no, I felt like good accurate. about it. I I don't know. I I mean, but he literally didn't. See I mean, here, I don't think he saw the field, guys. So, I, I mean, I I don't even know what to say. Yeah. He might I, not I mean, have been, he might not have been with the team. I don't I don't the coaching don't, staff like, even talked him up after the trade though. Like the like there's yeah. on record the coaching staff was like, you know, like, oh, we're ready to explore what Mark Davis can bring to the field. And he like has been running out of the slot. He's Are been talking about it on Twitter. I don't understand like not not I mean, no, like real football people are not, but fantasy people are. My boy, my boy, my boy, fantasy golf man, Timothy. Okay, nope, nope. Frank. Actually, yep. Martavis did have twelve percent of the snaps. Listen, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta digits. share. I gotta share a tweet from my friend, Timothy Frank. Martavis Bryant is actually fitting the Amari Cooper role perfectly. It's the best tweet I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 Amari Cooper saw like one target like in two different games this year. And we're surprised that Martavis Bryant didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty severe error in judgment. And I don't want to like exclude myself from this because I did end up swapping to Anthony Miller, but like I had Martavis in. Yeah, I had all, Martavis. All in. Martavis. Morning. Martavis. Um. So the filter on lineup HQ. Like, uh, or when you're in lineup HQ, basically there are five color coded things that can go underneath a play, which indicates like, oh, GBP, cash, VIP GBP, uh, salary relief plays, or whatever. He had all five color codings. Martavis. Oh Bryant, my god! This is this play, is not <laughs> GPP, <laughs> VIP GBP, salary relief. Like, and I forget what the other one is. This is not good corporate branding from you. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just like in the last time someone had all five of them, it was TJ Yeldon uh, in this smash game. Yeah, obviously. What was Miller owned? 13%. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's always going to be low. I, I mean, here's the thing. We knew that Allen Robinson was going to be out like before today. I, I, don't, I thought that was, it was fairly like, obvious. It was like overnight. Yeah, but like, dude, he was trending down. Like, if you read the tea leaves, it was pretty sure he wasn't going to be playing. So I would not have even thought about it without like several tweets being like, Allen Robinson's not playing. So, what put you on Miller over Martavis? Or was it literally just like 
luck that of- he was that he was going to go into the slot and that Gabriel and White were going to play outside. And the Jets are bad against the slot. Oh, you know? and I and I watched the whole Bears game last week, and I could not have been more tilted when every target went Miller's way when I had Gabriel. Yeah, well, it was Miller and then Trey Burton last week. And here's the thing: was, Miller is a good everybody, player. It was everybody but Taylor Gabriel last. Everybody week. other than Kevin White, because the dude's <laughs> dust. Yeah, the the thing is, like Miller's a good player, and Martavis Bryant isn't. Like it's over for Martavis. He's not good at all. Yeah, I mean, like, at the point in which Cooper's been traded and you're getting 12% and you're like, you're benched for Brandon LaFell. Like, that's just it for you, man. Next stop, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But I just don't understand how somebody with his athletic profile doesn't get, like, what do the, what do the Raiders have to play for? I mean, he's your new ex receiver. Why are coaches, you not coaches him out there on every. Don't, like, coaches don't like guys like that, Nate. This he's is just one, an athletic. Especially not Gruden. I don't understand this is, why you wouldn't be like. He is not a Gruden grinder, bro. It's, it's, yeah. that's not, that's not his guy. No. Something I've, something I've learned over like the last six months of like talking with like more people actually inside of football, like, like scouts and people with teams and coaches, guys like Martavis Bryant, probably the last thing you want on your team. If you're like a real football guy, he probably does not work incredibly hard. He's probably not real curious about the offense you're running. He's not asking questions. He's not trying to, you know, he's not he's trying definitely to stoned. Yeah, definitely like, stoned. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's it, just there to run, basically. What are what are LaFell the odds that he's in the LaFell NFL? hadn't seen a target yet. Davis, uh, what are the odds that Martavis Bryant's in the NFL next year? Oh, he he. Martavis led the team the yeah. week before in target. I mean, there and was Harry nothing. Are. There was nothing that could have predicted this. Other than I'm him say, being Martavis Bryant, I'm going to say plus two fifty. He's out of the league. I mean, I hope he goes to the CFL. He'll, he, will, he would be, like, the best player in that league. I would love it. Yeah, and you can blaze in Canada now. Like, it's perfect. I wonder if there's CFL. I wonder if CFL. I wonder if they give suspensions for marijuana. Yeah. I mean, if Josh Gordon wasn't, wasn't straight and, like, bought into the Patriots plan, that would be a good spot for him, too. But he's like, dude, he's, he's on board. It's all about Gordon now. So, anyway, Miller, Miller really was just like a – the Bears are losing all these targets and they're shifting Gabriel to the outside. Miller's going to play the slot. Seemed seemed better and easier. And like, I guess also the Bears, I feel like everyone on that team's going to get at least one gadget play called for them. Like literally, yeah. literally. Like Robinson's yeah. getting one, Miller's getting one, Gabriel's getting one, Burton's getting one. Everyone but Jordan Howard is getting one gadget play called for them that could, that's like five, that's worth five fantasy points in and of itself. And like, <laughs> Maybe that's fish thinking, but that that played a part of my decision making. As a Bears fan, I love watching this Bears offense now. It's, like, it's great. It, like ball. he's like, found yeah. a way to make a quarterback who can't throw to the left side of the field and who who just is throwing wobblers like one of the most efficient fantasy quarterbacks. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So Nate, what what wide receivers did you go? Did we have the same ones, Sammy? Uh, I had Green, Robert Woods, and Anthony Miller. Yeah, same ones. Yeah. And, and for me, like I wanted, I wanted two out of the three guys. I wanted green Devonte Adams or Robert Woods. And I was going to have two of those guys because when you go down from Gurley to the running backs, then it's like, I didn't want to mess with two lower priced receivers. I wanted two high priced guys that I thought were really good plays. And then one sketch guy. And like, they were fine. They were all fine, but none of them smashed. I just hate AJ green, man. Devonte Adams was right there. Yeah. He was yeah. right there. 
Yeah, I just I just wanted a piece of Cincinnati. Like that was the that was the decider for me. Yeah, you just can't pay eight K for a guy who's not his number one team target. The AJ Green is. There's a guy named uh, Tyler Boyd, dude. Yep, better player. And, yeah, and but like I mean, like dude, point, AJ Green was like fifth in in weighted opportunity rating, right? Like coming yeah, into this was. week. Yeah, I know. He I'm was really being, good. I'm just being told. He was. He was. AJ Green was like the like the top like the second play to Gurley on Roto Grinders in, in Derek Carty's no. uh, blitz stuff yeah. and on other competitor sites as well. He was no. Sammy. Yeah, AJ Green is fine. He's, he's got, no, no, I'm with Sammy though. F he's AJ got a 66. Yeah. If this wasn't a family friendly podcast, I would have used a non-family friendly word there, but I'm, I'm, I'm team Tyler Boyd here. I hate AJ Green. He was so brutal today. He sucked out, though. He sucked out. Five for 76 and a man, touch. Man, if he did not score that touchdown, things would have been dark at halftime. I think I would have had, like, <laughs> 27 points at halftime of the noon games. So, yeah, if A.J. Green doesn't – yeah, I don't know. I had Tate, and uh, – I, I mean, you, Davis hates Golden Tate, and I'm fine with that. I like Golden Tate when he's not popular for tournaments, but for at six games. At 6K for a team in the Dome, like the – or, you know, at home – up against Seattle, slot. I mean, I don't know. Golden Tate with a twenty-eight percent target share, six K. I'll take it. Like, here's here's the thing, Nate. If you're going to pay six K for a receiver, you should have a guy that's like capable of scoring touchdowns. And Golden okay. Tate like doesn't score touchdowns. That's the thing I, about him. Here's the thing. Golden Tate doesn't need to score touchdowns to actually have value, though. Where guys like A.J. Green and their touchdown dependence scares the crap out of me in cash. No, 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 no. Oh, dude, AJ Green, like he, you should love AJ Green. He's got a big old whopper. AJ Green is one of the most, if you look at his actual, if you look at his projection every single week, and then you look at what percentage of that projection is based on an actual touchdown, which is a binary outcome in the, in the chances of him not hitting that where, uh, yeah, but he's like, he's like six, five and an amazing leaper. Like read the I scouting. I like, love touchdown maker. That's why he's got a high t- touchdown projection every week, but it's the NFL. We know that touchdowns are not, um, as predictable as other things. And so when I look at golden Tate and I look at his projection and I go, wow, he has this high of a projection with only a 0.25 touchdown, uh, projection here. That means if he does have a touchdown, that's just on top of, and he's already going to have 14, 16 points. So the chance of him having a 25-point game here with a floor of like 10 to 12 because he's going to get such high-volume or high-probability targets across the middle of the field, Golden Tate is such a great like cash play at 6K. Like, I, can, I get him not being a play for tournaments because he doesn't have a high touchdown equity. But, like, I mean, that's why you play like Marvin Jones or like uh, Galladay. But, like, in cash, Tate's a great cash play. Like, this just gets back to my argument. He's the epitome of what you're looking for in a cash game wide receiver. This gets back to my argument that NFL DFS is just a little bit of a feel game. Like I, I just, yeah, I'm just yeah, not. Feel, mate. I'm not. I'm not clicking that 6K button on Golden Tate when James Conner and Kareem Hunt and those guys are like in the. Two- I played them. I pl- you you're acting play, like I didn't, didn't play say- James Conner, dude. Okay, I played. <laughs> Hey, that was that was really bad that you didn't play James Conner. <laughs> carry on and Gurley. You're acting like I played Tate over one of the running backs. I played three running backs. You were the one who went two cheap running backs and Gurley. 
You're the one who faded the 7K running backs. Sometimes you got to – don't tap the glass, mate. Sometimes you got to let the fish get paid. David, you stuck out here. I don't know how you're not seeing this. No, I admit no, I'm admitting it. I, I'm admitting that it was a total – and really one of the biggest suckouts was that quarterback scoring was pretty flat today. Like no one really was good. Other like golf was really good. Who else was even really good? Nobody. Well, yeah. the other the other suck out was tight end scoring. Oh because yeah, every tight end was bad. So we smashed with yeah. Joku got a zero. Uzoma yeah. got a zero. And did all of us play Ricky Seals Jones at three K? Yeah, yeah, all three of us did. Dude, we smashed the field with RSJ's three point two fantasy points. That like, was a. That was me putting my faith in Derek Cardi in the blitz. Did Njoku get a target? He had a touchdown uh, in his hands and was interfered with. I don't think Njoku got a target. No, I was Correct. watching the game. He had a touchdown in his hands and was interfered with. Yeah. That's no, it, I, that definitely happened. And then Seth DeValve caught a seam pass for a touchdown in garbage time when Njoku should have been in, but he wasn't. Can't confirm. Yeah. yeah, so Rodgers at 31% getting 15 and Goff outscoring him by 11. That was that was big for me. So what did Goff yeah. put up? 20. 26. Mahomes was the play. I don't I don't I just it's very hard to make a good lineup on DraftKings with a $7,000 quarterback. I mean, it kind of feels like I, I I know I didn't play Gurley, but it kind of feels like if you just play Mahomes and Gurley every week and stop looking for like values and stuff like this and just play Mahomes and Gurley, you're going to smash. Just play Mahomes and Gurley, and then whichever Bears wide receiver is going to score this, <laughs> the touchdown. Gadget floor. Yeah. <laughs> Gadget floor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, all had, uh, we all had the Steelers defense, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were 65% owned. That's very – that's – very for high defense, for defense that's, that's out of control i mean they were like so obviously the play though yeah like you couldn't play anybody i i'm surprised i didn't even i had a, I had a i had a hundred percent like tournaments too i just didn't even bother looking at other defenses yeah i mean i i played some others in tournaments like i actually had cincy because i know that Jameis winston's bad and that worked out real well like the cincy mixon stack that was actually real hot in tournaments i mean yeah, Good but job, there's man. there's no there's no value in um like fading like the chalk defense, I think. Like when it's cheap. No, not in cash. In tournaments there definitely is because you're trying to like out random touchdown like a huge portion of the field, which is a good thing to do. By the way, Todd Gurley is cheaper next week on DK. Can I, is he really? Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? I didn't play AJ. Um yeah, wide receiver. I mean, he was fine. I if I would have paid up though, the one guy that I was surprised that Devonte was either going to be Devonte or Odell. Like, was Odell just solely a GPP play because of the fact that their offense is so offense is no, bad? Odell, Josh Odell was a great play. He, he was. He had, the, he had the highest weighted opportunity rating yeah. of any receiver on the main slate, and he was seventy five hundred. Yeah, he was. I, I wish. Yeah, I, I I'm looking at Odell like over Woods, and I'm like, why would I? Why didn't I get up to, I mean, $700 difference between Woods and Odell? I'm like, Odell was such a smash play here. 
He really was. I had I had a decent amount of GPP exposure for exactly that reason, but also it was really contrarian. Like nobody really wanted Odell, and I think it's just that Eli Manning stink. Yeah, they just like, don't want they don't want that giant stink. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like it's like playing a it's like playing a Seahawk in the year of our Lord two thousand eighteen. It's just like I don't want any of it. But it, dude, we're, at we're some holding point, strong. We're through we're through eight weeks. Yep, and I've not played a Seahawk, and I mean. I don't know who they play. I don't know what their schedule is for the rest of the year, but I can more or less guarantee Nate will find his way back to a Doug Baldwin and Cash lineup at some point in the next two I mean, I played, I played Dusty Doug that one week and uh, no more. I'm on the Matic train of no Seahawks. No way, no how. Not happening. I don't think I've touched the Seahawks since... Since the, dust, even, since the Dusty play, Doug week. I don't even know if I played Doug. I think I just said Doug was okay. Corey Davis has been really good, by the way, since uh, <laughs> since that overtime game. He's just been crushing it. Dude, Odell has only had one game under 10 targets this year, and it was nine. I mean, he's yeah, just, he's he's, 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 he's a monster. I don't know how I didn't play him. It's Like, he's a Nate play. Why didn't I jam him? That in? is such a Nate play. That is yeah. such a Nate play. That's like a what much better – it's a much, 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 much better play than Golden Tate. Okay, he's also fifteen hundred dollars more. So like, there yeah, but you could have just played there. Anthony Miller and not Martavis Bryant, and it would have worked out. Okay, that doesn't work out. There's like a two hundred dollar difference there. <laughs> no, the way the <laughs> gosh, that's like a. There was a there was a lineup construction where you played uh, one of the three K wide receivers, one of the mid four K wide receivers, and then Robert Woods that let you get all the stud running backs. That would have been. That would have been. I did that on. I did that on Fanduel. I yeah. played all. I all three stud running backs, not Gurley. I played Mixon, Connor, and Hunt on Fanduel Cash, and yeah. that was awesome. I I had Lindsey on Fanduel. I thought that was. I thought he just seemed pretty. Uh, pretty fire there. Lindsey's he's pretty good running back. Dude, hyper efficient, mate. He he may be leading the NFL in rushing yards right now. Really. He could be close. I, mean, I think he's close. Nobody rushes the ball anymore. Does he still have more rushing yards than Sa- Saquon? Oh, dude, Saquon is like – he's like total dust. He's like ninth in the NFL in rushing yards. <laughs> he's on pace for 1,000 receiving yards. Uh, I made that up about Lindsey, obviously. Um, obviously. Well, the stats from, <laughs> stats from today are not in, but he is, uh, he is quite high up there. Yeah, I, I saw that, like, Saquon legit is on pace for 994 receiving yards this year. On, uh, guess his guess his yards per reception? 6.4. It's actually better than I thought, 8.7. I guess he's had, yeah. a long, he's had some long ones. His yards per target would be way lower, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Nate, 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 what did you learn Nate, today? Did you learn something? Like, actually, did you, did you, I, by the way, there are lineups on DK that did just fine that cashed with two zeros, which is like pretty amazing. I mean, not Nate's, but like not, other lineups. Not Nate's, but like I'm look, going through these double ups and there are lineups with 160 points that have two zeros in them. Jesus. The what, a, what a sloppy day. This was great. I had a great time today, you guys. I've had better days. I, mean, I don't know if I learned anything, but being six X off on an ownership projection on a point, I had like, I mean, Lindsay and, and carry on were like point two different. Maybe just like listen to a podcast 
one like a couple times a week. Maybe that would help you, man. Because I feel like Maybe. you don't you don't get a consensus outside of your own numbers very often, other than like talking to Sammy and I on Saturday, like Sunday mornings. No, I mean I yeah. try to get a feel on Twitter. This week, obviously, was I had a busy work week, so I wasn't as in tune on normally Sunday mornings. Nate, Nate, did you watch the Swolecast? Uh, I did actually, uh, but it was like two. It was like four a.m. this morning when I watched. Hey, it. like on, honestly, how did I do? Actually, I, you guys said that you guys didn't have a good week. I mean, obviously, I'm a kitchen fan, but like I thought this week was great. Sammy, yeah, Sammy kowtows to Silva too much, though. It's the rookie mistake he does a little when, bit. when you get on a show uh, with Silva. Sammy, one uh, piece of feet, you're overprepared where, like, you have these, like, things that you, like, the intros and stuff that you have where it's, like, so rehearsed. Like, the polish comes off a little. You got to be more, like, off the cuff. All right. All right. This is, this is coming from Nate, who's, like, a really good host during MLBC. <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> Here's me furiously writing hosting notes for me, knowing. <laughs> Dude, don't ask me. In the... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm genuinely curious because, like, there, I, are, I there, are, there are three people on this podcast, and one of them is an extremely good podcast host. And I'll let the listeners decide which one of those three is who. No, it, it is None 100%. of us are trying to pretend it's us, Davis. No, it, it is definitely you. You, you are legitimately good. I mean, I've never listened to your baseball podcast, Sammy, but I'm sure you're good on that. Are you the host? It, it, is, it is excellent. If you like baseball, that would be a good podcast for I you. Go through, I go through phases with baseball. I don't, it's hard for me to care right now because the Royals are opening day. Yeah, I'll be in on opening day. That's about yeah. it for you, right? First, first week of MLB DFS. <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm in until, I don't know, third month Night. of the season. And then I'm just Night. like, oh, this is horrible, man. Yeah. It's just like doing the same thing every day, anything in life is quite exhausting for me. And baseball, 164 games, man. 162, but yeah. 162, that's just a lot of, that's a lot of games. It's hard. It's hard to keep that energy up. Uh, do you guys want to talk about showdown for tomorrow? Corporate. Uh, corporate. I, haven't, I haven't looked at it, but I'm down. Let's, let's corporate, bring it up. Corporate has passed that down. They would like for us to, uh, to bring a couple showdown plays out. And, and yeah. Well, what if you're a really good host, you would have let us know about yeah, that I was before the show. My you bad. Know, like, but but let's, let's bring it up. I'm down. Well, I do these. I've been doing all these showdown pods on my own podcast. So I'm like, I'm like good. To, I have like my whole strategy down on how I like to do these. Um, okay. Well, it's, it, it's obviously Josh Gordon and the captain, right? Um, I think a very interesting sort of game theory element you can go with here is uh, is like one of these cheap Patriots and the captain. I like obviously I think Gordon is a good captain play, but with them just being these massive favorites, I kind of think it for the for the lulls like like Corderell oh. Patterson or Kenyon Barner and captain. Kenyon Barner, yeah, Kenyon Barner in the in the in the captain is hot. I mean, obviously, the answer is like it's just going to be the 900th slate in a row, slate in a row where James White has the most points. On if he does that, I'm going to be tilted. I'm playing against him in seasonal. I mean, it. I'm, I'm quite certain it's a lock. Yeah, RIP, IP. Uh, so the question is, is there is anybody on Buffalo playable at all? <laughs> I guess Benjamin is. But he, he's oh going to be like the chalk bill that people play. Right. So I guess you, you – oh, man. Maybe even exclude Benjamin entirely and just go 100% Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Just smash Zay. 
I actually like that. What's the what's the Benjamin upside if he's forty percent owned? Because because you have to have at least one bill in every lineup. I mean, I think if you want to make money on Kelvin Benjamin, you go to a sports site and you bet the under on point five yak, and you just smash that. No, actually, I think maybe you you just play the Bills defense. Oh at, damn! At home, they get like five a game, pretty much. But like, dude, Brady never turns the ball over, does he? Uh, I mean, forty-one-year-old Brady's a little bit different of a of a thing. I guess. And they're yeah. they're not going to have a good running game. Like Barner is not as good as Michelle is. No, I'm still looking stuff for that. I think who could you play? I mean, Zay is the only one, really. Zay. I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris Hogan. Zay and LaShawn McCoy. The only Chris Hogan is like a contrarian play. I mean, no, you got, you got it. Like you really, the, the key to winning this slate is picking the highest Buffalo bill. Like that, that will be, if you can pick a Buffalo bill who scores a touchdown in this game. I mean, okay. Davis, do you play cash much in showdown? I or did. You- I did when they first started, like when it, like at the beginning of the year, but now I'm having a lot, I, it's just a lot more fun for me to make like 30 tournament teams. Yeah. In cash, I like think no matter the quarterbacks, I almost think like you have to play both quarterbacks in cash. I mean, sure. Derek Anderson in this last game against Indianapolis got three points. So I don't know if that is, but he is only 7K, which is the cheapest I've ever seen a quarterback. Yeah, the cheapest ever. Like, I just, it would be hard for me to build a cash game without. I mean, if he throws three interceptions, he has to throw for 250 yards and a touchdown to get to five, right? That's the math on that? Because he had three interceptions and... Oh, okay. No, okay. I guess the extra yards would get him to like six or seven. Isn't an interception just minus one? Minus two. On DK, I thought it was just minus one. Yeah, it's minus one, man. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> how did, such a sharp. How did Derek two hundred and fifty point two hundred fifty yards in two touchdowns? I said one touchdown. Oh, one three touchdown interceptions. And, it's like twelve points. I mean, yeah. can he get one hundred fifty <laughs> passing yards? Good, good game. Davis, Davis is trying to get to five points with him, and it's like twelve. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his like realistic range of outcomes is. It's not good. I mean, I think his realistic range of outcomes is like from a lower projection standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint, probably seven from a higher upper perspective. I would say like, I mean, any quarterback can fall into 20 points, especially if they're going to, you know what? Yeah. I actually think this is, this is sharp. Like you just, have to play Derek Anderson. Yeah. Like, and cause, but people won't though. People will have like, well, people will be playing like, uh, like Julian Edelman and stuff. And like, I don't like more people might even play, you know, one of ivory or McCoy over him. Well, I was going to say McCoy is playing. He'll probably be the chalk bill, right? Yeah, McCoy so six point six. Yeah. So yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just stone the only a. two bills I'd play would be. I mean, other than Anderson, would be like McCoy and Z- and Zay. I will. Do I don't know. Even, do you know how bad a team has to be to be two touchdown dogs at home? Like I don't. I mean, how many times does that ever happen in the NFL? Okay, look, I actually have the play. I actually have the Bills play, and it's Charles Clay. And the yeah. reason it's – I mean, Charles – I mean, they're, they're, their linebackers are so bad, right? New England's are. Yeah, but Charles Clay, they're so bad because they ran like 5-140s, but at this point, Charles Clay is probably that slow also. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm just saying, like, dude, five targets in back-to-back games? Six, four weeks ago? I mean, dude, it's all Charles Clay. That's, that's, that's my free money-making play for the Bills. That's going to win you a bunch of money in showdown. CC. It's Zay Jones, dude. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, I'm just getting in Corderell Patterson lineups. This dude just keeps scoring touchdowns. I mean, do you, do you pair him with the New England defense special teams? Yeah, that's actually, that's actually an interesting question. This is, uh, this is a slate where the defense is just like one of the best plays of the slate, which is weird. I don't know. Like, I guess you, we had that with the Denver Arizona slate where like defense, like a defense in captain lineup. Um, was the, I mean, it was the chalk way to build the Denver Arizona game. Denver's cap. Yeah. Denver captain and cash was like, I feel like it was 30% of the captains in that. I think they were like 60% owner. I had uh, I had 100% Manny Sanders in captain in that slate, so things were uh things were lit. But I don't I don't have I don't have a good read. I don't have a good read on on who the best captain is on this slate yet. Maybe, Maybe. it is New England D and then Corderell uh just in a regular spot cuz well, you won't see. get that much receiving work. I'm th- I'll throw I'll throw them in cuz what I what I like to just- do I mean, what I like to do is go through with different captains and see all the combinations you can do without taking a kicker and offensive players that you like. Like that's like that's like my how I quantitatively look at who, you know, would be the most optimal captain in terms of like setting GPP exposures. Because like in tournaments, a lot of the times I'm just looking for ways to avoid kicker lineups and make five offensive player lineups. If there's a chance that Brady throws. Like Brady has a huge Brady game here. You need to have some exposure to him as captain, or you like have no shot at winning it, winning anything. Like there needs to be some Brady captain lineups if you're playing multiple lineups. His high, he is not cracked. Like, I don't know if that's true. He he has not demonstrated as much of a ceiling. Like, because like 25 points generally is not good enough to be a captain score. If a team scores like 30, you you need you need like a little bit more than that. Like if if the team scores twenty five, either Edelman or Gronkowski or White will be the captain. The implied totals over thirty. I could see James White. I, I mean, I don't know if if Brady throws four touchdowns and Buffalo doesn't score any points, like a couple field goals, Brady's going to be outscoring everybody else by. I mean, because Brady can dink and dunk and, and have White have a touchdown, Edelman have a touchdown, Gordon have a touchdown. Gron- I mean. So a big part of a big part of showdown and figuring out captains and if you should take kickers is projecting how many receptions there are going to be in a given game. There are likely going to be a lot of extra receptions in this game because they're not going to be running with Sony Michelle, you know, twenty five times. So White should be captain. White should be captain. Yeah, White or Edelman probably. I think. So there you go. That's the showdown take. Whatever. I mean, if you want to win like you know a hundred thousand bucks, it's Bills DST and the captain. I mean, I think there is like a lot of value in just going as absolutely contrarian as possible in showdown because some of these ownership percentages are crazy. Like, like the other night, the the Dolphins Texans one. If you would have just flat faded Brock, like you you like really at that point there were so many good offensive players in that game. You were you were probably rich at the point at which you just excluded Brock. Like your lineup was so Jakeem good. Grant and oh, and then your and then your pants like completely come off when Amendola throws one to Drake. Right. Yeah. I had yeah. I had hundred percent Jakeem Grant too though, Nate. You really who, want to set yourself up for that like pants off? Oh moment. no! Who was the tech? Uh, Tyler Irvin. 
That was oh, my that was my I mean, like Nate, under the radar play. Nate, I had I had, had called back. I had the best possible lineup. I had the the lineup that won every GPP and it was in all the GPPs. But I had Irvin versus Jordan Thomas. So I like like I, Davis was almost super rich. Like so I was like I was like I was like, a, I so was like a, picked out the money and you didn't. Yeah, like Drewby's rich instead of me, which is like you know classic <laughs> for the fifth showdown slate in a row. <laughs> He just wins every one. He just gets to win every showdown slate. I mean, Davis, someday you will run as pure in showdown as you did in DraftKings cash today, and it'll be all over for you. Like, you'll just be rich, and it'll be great. I would much rather be lucky than tell everyone on a podcast how smart I am. Those Are Are you sure about that? Yes. Those are words. I would much rather show up on this podcast and be like, "Well, fished it up, but I made money again," than be the (laughs) than be the guy who has to go to like I just don't want to come on and be like, "Golden Tate got (laughs) twelve targets, bro." It's a good play. (laughs) Like I don't want to be the guy coming to the podcast telling you why my bad lineup was actually good. (laughs) You know. And Nate, let me be real with you. I've been that guy. I've been that guy many times. And sometimes you just have to hold the L when it's been handed to you. Oh, I've taken the L. Trust me. My DraftKings balance has taken the L the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm I mean, holding it. Are, uh, like, really, at least two of us won? Because it's pretty depressing when all three of us lose. Like, last, yeah, week's last show, week was a rough one. It was real bad. Yeah, last week, I, so I also played terribly. Like, last week, I also just had a bad lineup, where this week, I at least felt like... All right, this is a long podcast. We're cutting it here. Please. Everyone, thank you. Thank you for listening. We will, uh, we will be back next week, and hopefully Nate won't be uh, as sad. <laughs>